0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to uh, the final four-part fourth part of the series that Tim has been doing on raising Christ in your home. And uh, I trust that everyone has had a a joyous holiday season, Um, and I pray that that continues for you, uh, because I know it's it's probably far from over for for some of you. Um, But we're we're glad you're here. We're glad you chose to to look to, to to check in with us today. Um Tim's been looking at the Christmas story over the last three weeks. And what does it take to raise Christ in your home? And he asked me to speak today on a on a on a different aspect of it. Uh, an aspect that I've never really looked at, to be completely honest with you. Um, and uh, that aspect is uh, with regards to the he, he referred to it as the friendships that you see within the Christmas story. And I'm going to refer to it as the the friendships but also the connections of the different cast from the Christmas story. Um, We could debate if they're friendships or not. I think it's fair to call them friendships. Uh, I think it's also fair to refer to them as connections uh, because I believe that's what they were. And there was a reason for that connection as we're about to see um, when we see this. And what we see when we look at this, guys, is that the family of Jesus was a spiritual family. Mary and Joseph were very clearly spiritual people. Uh, we see this primarily from the way they responded to the call to parent the Messiah. Uh, and their their responses initially, I think specifically of Mary's response after everything had been explained to her by the angel, and she'd, she'd, she'd issued her questions about how can this be, and her final final response is, I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. And then with Joseph, the way that he uh, was first, it says he was a righteous man and he was, he was looking to, to, to when he found out Mary was pregnant, he was really going to put her away quietly. He, he was going to, righteous man, he, he says, okay, look, I, I, I have a right to a divorce here. It's the right thing to do. But I don't want to shame her. And when he had, when the angel comes to him in a dream, he responds to it. He recognizes that this isn't just, you know, he ate burritos for supper, or, or had some Sudafed before he went to bed. This is the Lord speaking to him. This is the Lord sending him a message uh, from heaven. And his response to that was, he did what it, what the, what the, what the angel said, what the vision, to, what the dream told him. He took Mary as his wife. He didn't sleep with her till after the child was born. And he became the father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, you see that very clearly but what you also see is, is a cast of, of, of people around him I want to call them characters and I, it's not right because these are real people um, a cast of people around them who just who have the same level of spirituality and they're, and they're connected uh, I don't know about you, but as a follower of Jesus, I want my closest friends to be spiritual individuals. And it kind of leads us to the next question. Well, how do you define spiritual? What does it mean to be spiritual? That's a, that's a great question. And as I prepared for this, I looked it up in the, di- in the dictionary, What spiritual mean? I didn't like that definition because it, it, didn't, it didn't factor in the Bible. It was just in a general way, spirituality. And so this is what I came up with. Uh, Spiritual is, I believe, a spiritual person is someone who believes in the reality and influence of the spiritual realm and the spiritual beings in that realm as described in the Bible. Okay? Someone who, who, who believes what the Bible teaches from beginning to end about there being a spiritual dimension known as the heavenly realm or the heavenlies or just plain heaven where God resides, where Jesus is now crowned as our king, and is enthroned as our king, and that there are other spiritual beings there. And, and the spiritual realm not only has influence, has concern with what goes on here in the physical realm. And uh, we're not just out here on our own, left to figure it all out. And you see that completely in the Christmas story and the different characters. Another way of saying this, uh, for those of us who you know, are familiar with the rest of the New Testament, is uh, spiritual means I live by, if I'm spiritual, it means I live by the Spirit. I walk by the Spirit. I'm led by the Holy Spirit in my individual life. And guys, I believe that this is a significant part of the Christmas story um, for that very reason. Because spirituality and, and, and the spiritual world is such a major part of the Bible. And I believe a true understanding of and belief in the spiritual realm is under attack in our world today. Uh, I believe that you see that uh, it, it, it's in very subtle ways. And I believe that what we've experienced here in 2020 during COVID world is, is a very good example of that. Where, you know, one of the phrases of the things that's going to come out of our time here in 2020 is, is the phrase, I'm following the science. And I guys, I believe that that phrase is, is, is in existence. It's there. And it's, it's placing science as, as the supreme authority in this situation. Now, please don't misunderstand me. Okay? I'm not opposed to science. I'm not saying science should be ignored or that we need to deny it or even that we need to rail against it. I believe we simply need to put it in its proper perspective. Science deals with understanding the physical world it looks at the physical world and says this is what's going on this is what we believe is going on this is what therefore we can reason say with reasonable certainty that this is what is going to happen in covid world that was true 12 months ago the science said this virus is going to spread like wildfire and it did and i'm not t- i'm not don't believe anybody should deny that react the contagiousness of COVID-19, okay? But one of the things that, I'm, that I've noticed and this is just as a general statement I hear the statement, "I'm following science nearly daily. You hear it in the news, you hear it from individuals. But as I was talking with a friend earlier, I asked the question, how often among Christians? are you hearing that? And they said, well, not that much. We are, but not that much. And then I said, well, how much are you hearing? I'm trying to follow Jesus during, the, during COVID-19. And there was just a shrug. No, I'm not, I'm not hearing that. And sadly, it's, we may not get full behind the science, but we're also not putting as a, as a counterbalance our, our faith in Jesus. And you see, guys, I believe those two can go together. The science of the, that says this COVID-19 is contagious is very real. And you see, as uh, you, can, you can do it one of two ways with that. You can say, yes, it's very real, but my faith tells me that I need to have a connection with other disciples. I need to have a connection with other followers of Jesus. So as my faith in Jesus, I'm going to recognize the contagiousness of this disease but I'm not going to just give up connecting with other disciples and other followers of Jesus. Okay, now I may do that through a, through a, through a video. I may do that through um, the telephone connecting. Uh, but I'm going to be reaching out. I'm going to be connecting with other disciples. You know, the other side of that is, is what I've, I've heard, you know, with regards to the vaccine. And somebody says, this is very contagious. I believe Jesus wants me to love my neighbor. Therefore, I'm going to protect, I'm going to make sure I'm not contributing to the spreading of this disease, especially, especially among those that are most vulnerable to this disease and most at risk from either long-term effects or death. I mean, it's very loving to do I believe that's what Jesus wants me to do. And I just don't hear as much conversation along those lines. Either way, okay. And so I think we need, to re- we need to understand the science, but we need to understand the limitations of the science. And we need to understand that our faith should not be limited by the science or influenced by the science. We need to have faith independent of that. Um, and all I'm trying to say, guys, is that science is not the final authority. And it's, in our world, it's becoming that. And I believe science... Because science only deals with the, with the physical world. Science has nothing to do with our spiritual life. It does not even try to define, it can't test spirituality. It can't, it can't prove the spiritual realm beyond uh, saying that there's a theory that there are multiple dimensions. Okay, And I believe in multiple dimensions, so at least two. <laughs> spiritual world and the physical world. Spiritual realm, physical realm. And we live in that. And so, guys, as we look at this and we look at the Christmas story, I just want to encourage you to look at this because there's, there's the Christmas story is full. The main characters have to be described as spiritual people. While at the same time, there's another group of people. They're in the minority. They're not held up except as bad examples. And those are primarily the religious people. Okay? The spiritual people we know. We look at Mary and Joseph, and I've already spoken about them. We look at the shepherds who are receptive to these angels uh, coming to them and declaring to them about the king and then going and um, visiting visiting Jesus while he's still, in the, while he's still there in Bethlehem. Okay? Um, It goes, the story continues on, and you find uh, people like Anna and Simeon who spent their every day of their life, it sure seems like, from the the text, at the temple. It said that Anna had been, she had been widowed after seven years of marriage, and it's, it's now 84 years old, and was still at the temple every day fasting and praying. And one of the things I love is that after she got to see Jesus, as a baby, and recognized him as the Messiah. She said she went, she went around talking to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. She was connected. She knew who the other spiritual people were, and she's reaching out to them. Here's the people who are waiting for the Messiah to show up, waiting for God to rescue Jerusalem. And she's, I got to see him. He's here. And there's this connection going on between spiritual people. Simeon, it had been revealed to him that he would not die till he got to see the Messiah. And when he sees Jesus, he prophesies about him and tells Mary the good, the bad, and the ugly about what's going to happen with Jesus. He's going to save the people. Man, your heart's going to be broken when he dies. Um, And guys, you look through this And you see, what you see is, I see ordinary average folks, nothing exemplary about these people. They're not leaders. They're not considered the religious teachers. They're merely ordinary people going about their lives being spiritual. And they were willing to go against the tide, to go against popular belief in order to fulfill their role and purpose in God's sight. Now, guys, there's another group of people there. And they're they're in the minority. They're represented primarily by King Herod. But as a bit player with King Herod, there's a group of religious priests, priests and religious teachers is the way it refers to them. And they knew where the Messiah was supposed to be born. Herod calls them in, says, hey, where's the Messiah supposed to be born? They go, oh, it's born in Bethlehem. And they did nothing about it they did nothing you see now guys later on and i believe it's the same group of people that as uh the, the as number 1 they opposed this, this the religious institution the mainly the teachers the pharisees the sadducees the priests they opposed jesus's ministry they opposed what jesus taught what jesus stood for they are the ones who who initiated having him crucified and, and pushed for it and made it happen. But there's a, lot, there's, a there's a statement in uh, Luke chapter 7 that I believe really sums up this group of people. Uh, it's in Luke chapter 7, verses 29 and 30. It says, all the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But... The Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. You see, guys, there's such a contrast. There's the main cast in the Christmas story who embrace the purpose of God for their life as spiritual individuals. And then there's this other group who rejects God's purpose. And even though they had knowledge and had information, at the end of the day, they were unspiritual people. And so, guys, when it, I think as we look at the Christmas story, I think it's, it's a good time to examine ourselves and the friendships that we have. Okay, I don't know about you. I, I think I made this statement earlier. as I've grown more and more serious about following Jesus more and more closely and understanding what that means, I want my closest friendships to be spiritual connections. I don't want those friendships to be casual friendships. I don't want it to be somebody that comes to church with me and we primarily talk about our favorite TV shows and our favorite sports team, and our fantasy league, and our jobs, okay, even our marriages, our our kids' athletics at school. You know, you you go on and on and on. Politics. That's not what I want. I want my closest friendships to be people who are spiritual, people who are living by the Spirit, who desire to be led by the Spirit every day of their lives. And so guys, as we we start the first of the year and we wind down looking at the Christmas story, guys, I just want to take a minute and and look. I encourage you to go back and to read the entire Christmas story uh, in the the early chapters, primarily of Matthew and Luke. Uh, I encourage you to get a chronological Bible and read through this. And, And just to notice how every one of these casts were extremely spiritual. They were open to communication, direction, influence from God directly. Guys, that's what we call today, living by the Spirit. And guys, I just want you to examine, ask yourself, do I really want to be led by the Spirit? And I pray, I beg, I, I hope, that, that is what you, commitment you already have or you're willing to make. That you're willing to say, God, I just want to live by the Spirit. And, and you either continue to or you start to look for the Spirit's leading in, in every moment of your day. When you're having a discussion with your spouse that can be uh, described as a disagreement politely. And you say, what does the Spirit desire here? What's the Spirit leading me to here? As you encounter someone on the street, at the gas station, on the job. And you understand that you are representing Jesus in that person's life. And you say, I want to, what does the spirit desire here? What is the spirit leading me to say? What is the spirit leading me to, 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 to how is the spirit leading me to interact with this individual? Okay, guys. I mean, that's. That's what I ask you to do. And guys, the other is, is to examine your friendships and examine your connections. Okay, because I, 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 I know for me, for a number of years, my, my strongest connections inside the church really weren't spiritual connections. We connected more on other levels. We connected on, on similar interests. We connect whether it was sports or jobs or, or, or TV shows or hobbies, those are the things we connected on far more than just on true spirituality. I've said it before, the closest friends in my life are not people I would choose, (laughs) okay? They're not people that I'm drawn to uh, for the personality. Some of them I've found to be downright annoying, just on a personality level. Um, Others, they're from a different denomination, they don't believe everything exactly the way I do. You see, guys, but in these individuals, I see very spiritual people who are looking to represent Jesus and to be lived by the Spirit every day of their lives. And so, guys, I encourage you to do that. Um, and, you know, how do you tell? You may ask yourself the question, how do I tell if my, my friends are spiritual? I think the number one way is what comes out of their mouth. I mean, Jesus said this uh, in both Luke chapter 6 And in Matthew chapter 12, um, and I thought I had that passage here. Excuse me just a minute. There it is. There it was. (laughs) This is what Jesus says in Luke chapter 6. Guys, you want to check the spiritual level of your closest friends or or your friends, period. Listen to what they talk about. Listen to what they talk about first. And guys, look at their lives. Look how they live. Look how they live. Guys, I encourage you to choose to live a more spiritual life yourself, to live by the Spirit and desire to connect with others Followers of Jesus who are living by His Spirit as well. I pray that God will bless you during this holiday season and as we go into 2021. Let's pray. Father, I I just thank You so much for Your Word. And I thank You for Your Spirit. And Father, I thank You for the way You are true to Your Word. And You truly do Lead us by your Spirit when we look to be led by your Spirit. Father, your promises are true and your promises are real. Your promise to, for your Spirit to lead us is just as true as your promises were that, that Jesus would come as the anointed King. Father, I pray that those are things we, put our, we, can, we can believe in and we choose to believe in. And Father, we seek to live by your spirit and represent you in this world. And it's our King's name that we ask these things. Amen.